Well, we are... I decided to keep watching. I decided, you know, I decided I might as well see what happens in episode two of the show that doesn't have the right music. <laughs> which you... Well, not you, but which a friend, mutual friend of ours has brought Carl. up since... It's Carl come jumped up. on it. It's, 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 you're not alone. And yeah. again, I won't moonwalk back because I didn't, like, I wasn't strongly against it. I am riding the fence where I see it and I wouldn't have disliked it. But I also see the merit in not doing it. And yeah, it's, it's a catch too. It's interesting that you wait, say, wait, wait, I'm whoa, gonna... whoa, 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 hello and welcome. Oh, yes. Uh, hello. <laughs> welcome to the Lord of the Rings podcast. Which is technically the Movie Men podcast. I'm Peter. That's Brady. And uh, we continue our series in obviously the most expensive Amazon uh, TV show ever made. And Mm -hmm. uh, Rings of Power, episode Mm -hmm. two. Yep. What were you going to say? Well, it's funny that like you were joking, saying, hey, you know, I've decided to continue. I've decided to keep watching. And obviously, you know. A lot of people say things online like, oh, I'm not watching this or I'm not doing that. And it's really just a joke like or a lie. And I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't have watched this show, but I was in a weird space between episode one and two where I know they came out at the same time. But there was a bit of a delay when I watched them. Like I didn't just watch them back to back. And I had some time to watch episode two. And I didn't watch it at those certain times. I wasn't. I wasn't thirsty for it. I had watched episode one. Didn't mind it. We, we've talked about it. The listener can go back and listen if they obviously want to want to hear what we said. But I wasn't blown away enough that I just had to hit play on episode two and like circle my evening. And that's what I was doing that night. So you kind of jokingly said that. But like, obviously, I went back and returned and I've listened and I've watched right. the second well, con- episode. Contractually obligated. At this <laughs> contractually point. obligated. But like, I wasn't... It wasn't a, 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 a heightened priority of mine to watch it as soon as I could. Hmm. And I, hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that meant. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it means you're more into Firefly than you are Lord of the Rings. <laughs> L-O-L. <laughs> yeah. Carl. Uh, anyways. Um, I just want to say, yeah, Carl, Carl not only agreed with me, but I, he totally nailed the sentiment because it was mm. like... Yeah, I'm not looking for a full theme. I'm not looking to like, hey, just use the soundtrack that we've gotten before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like three or four notes that are like right. reminiscent of yeah. like they did it with like was it in man was it in Man of Steel or was it in something one of the like. So the Henry Cavill Superman mm. obviously doesn't use the John Williams theme. But there have been moments where like you'll just get this um ba da 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 and then it like goes you know something something that like sure. is yeah. obviously and that's it and that's all they give you and it's kind of like blended in mm. with with their own soundtrack type thing. And I don't you know like this isn't new line cinema I don't think um, yeah. like there's, there's probably legal stuff and it would have cost a bunch of money to get the rights to it. And sure. unlike last week when I said, you know, I think they're really doing everything they can to make it feel like it's the same universe. I don't think they are anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, having watched, having watched episode two, um, I don't know. I'm convinced that 
that is no longer the case. Um, so yeah. I do think they are intentionally trying to distinguish the two, not just mm. from like a different timeline setting, but I think I think they are also trying very adamantly to to make it feel like this is its own thing. This is not connected. Yeah. This is a reboot right. in, in a way. Um, yeah. Cool. Do you want to just jump into this? I do. And I, I will start just rhetorically something that I don't actually have an answer for, but something I'm going to ask myself when I watch these episodes, and I hope to have an answer by the end of the show. And then you'll kind of more get into it with nitty gritty. But something that I want to answer by the end of this show is, which would I rewatch first? The Hobbit trilogy or this? And I'm not here to take pot shots at The Hobbit. I'm just sincerely right. asking a question. If this show is a success, then mm-hmm. it will be, I will rewatch this show prior to The Hobbit. Right. Um, the other th- question I truly want to answer, and again, I'm not taking pot shots, like these both could be taken as jokes and they're not. Mm-hmm. Is this better than Dune? And what I mean by that is a critique that I think you had, but I think maybe echoed a bit with me, uh, of Dune was that as lay viewers, we watched it and went, okay, this is interesting. A friend of the show, Marshall, came on, weighed in, and not just Marshall, but other Dune Universe fans said, hey, because I or we or whoever has an in-depth knowledge of Dune, this movie is far more rich. And as lay viewers, you and I said, well, that's kind of a flaw that just the lay viewer can't have as as good of a time or can't even have that good of a time at all. So what what I'm what I'm trying to ask about this show by the end of it is it's will this be a show that's predicated on the viewer having in-depth knowledge? Like right. for example, you who are a little bit more well-read in the Tolkien universe or mm-hmm. does this show appease and appeal to as much the mid-level fans or just the fans who are like, hey, I've seen Lord of the Rings 20 years ago and I like TV shows, I'm going to check it out. Right. I'm just curious about those two big picture questions. Yeah, but for me, my guess, like it, with The Hobbit, I think the jury's still out, maybe. <clears throat> um, I'm leaning towards I would rather watch this. Having sure. said that, um, it's it's I, I feel like the the answer for the Dune thing, I can already answer that. Um, and I think that this is, I think that this is better. I think that, um, yes, this is a show last week and this week as well, where you will get a lot more if you understand, like if you have that background knowledge. Um, Mm -hmm. but the same can be said about watching star Wars. The same can be said about watching any of these, these properties that have an expansive background, Whereas, you know, so yeah, you'll get more out of the Rings of Power if you have that background knowledge. But if you know nothing, you can still kind of sit and watch it. And there's still sort of like, you know, there's a mystery happening. And there's this interesting sort of, I spent the whole time watching Dune and I was like, I I don't, it's not that I don't get the references they're giving me. I don't know what's happening. Mm. I don't understand what, what is happening. Right. Um, so t- to me, that's that's the big difference. Um, what I'll what I'll say is, with an eight part series, I feel like for me, I think my answers might change for both those questions as we go throughout, and it might be more like a graph that 
this episode it lands right. here on the graph next episode it lands there on the graph and right. at the end you'll connect i'll connect the dots and go okay more times it was on this side versus that side you know and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see i think there'll be an ebb and flow i think i want an actual i want actual graphics put together that we can upload <laughs> now that, okay. now that you right. said that um <laughs> So the episode starts out, and much like I had kind of alluded to, Gladriel is in the middle of the Sundering Sea, and um, she's like, well, shit, I should start swimming, I guess. I should have brought a life jacket. I'm, yeah, I'm, so she starts swimming, and I'm like, and it's a, it's a beautiful shot, but again, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, girl, you are gonna be swimming a while. Like, girl, you got yourself in this situation. How are you going to get out of it? Yeah. Like, the lifeboats aren't coming back. There is no. Yeah. There the is Carpathia, no. Is anybody alive out yeah. there? The Carpathia isn't coming. No, no. So, yeah, she starts swimming. Um, we touch base again with our. I don't know. What do we want to call him? He's officially listed as the stranger on oh. IMDb. Um,. I've Is heard people the- refer to him as Meteor Man. Or Meteor Man? Yeah. Well, he, he fell out of the sky as a, as a meteor. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was crossing hairs. I thought you meant the individual who was on... Never mind. Sorry. No, no. Sorry. I'm going in, like, in order of things yes. that happened in the episode. So then we go Absolutely. and we touch base with the Harfoots yep. and, yep. and yep. Meteor Man... Um, and I yeah. picked up something interesting in this episode. So Nori, Nori falls into sort of this crater, um, and she's noticing that the coals that she lands on, like the, the it's all fire, but none of it is hot. Hmm. And that's very similar to what happened in the first episode where their torches weren't giving off any heat because they were... In oh. the company of such darkness and such yeah. evil yeah. that that it yeah, that it was robbing the warmth of fire. Right. Is that is 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 that a coincidence? Or are we seeing is there like an hmm. evil connection between that and this guy? Juicy. Could this be like he fell out of the sky and I think I you know, by the end of the first episode, my thought was, Oh, well, he's a good guy and mm. it all signs are pointing to at least in the moment, it like mm-hmm. I don't know. You can't help but wonder, is this Gandalf or is this one of the blue wizards or is it, you know, like either way, sure. is this a wizard? Yep. Um, maybe he's evil, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the jury's out on it. Like, really, we don't jury's have yep. we don't have an, an, an either or um, mm-hmm. on that. So um, uh, what is his name? Aaron, Aaron, Dur? Aaron, Dur? Aaron, Arander, yeah, Arander, yeah. The yeah. um, are are the first ever in the history of of live action representations are black elf. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's been, you know what? There's been an outcry on the internet, and listen, technically, from a Tolkien from Tolkien's descriptions of elves, yes, a darker skinned elf doesn't necessarily make sense. But get over yourselves. Oh like, yeah, get over this big outcry on the internet. He's a fun, oh. interesting character. Just yeah. stop. Just stop. I, I really, all those things aside, which are important issues. I really appreciate him as an actor, and I'm really getting into his role. Sure, 
Yeah. yeah. Now, if we had an elf that was, you know, five foot two and a hundred and ninety-five pounds, I would go, <laughs> okay, well, then hang yeah. on a second. Yeah. Now we have an issue. Now yeah, we have an issue. For sure. For sure. Um. Yeah. He goes down into this this orc tunnel, um, which is creepy as all get out. Mm-hmm. Um, something we haven't seen before. Orc tunnels. Um, in the and- Middle Earth adaptations. And what I'll say, this because this seems applicable for me to say when you bring up this stop, plot storyline. When I talked about not being that eager to watch episode two and just doing it because I had to, as a fan and as a podcast co-host and all that jazz. About midway through this episode, a, f- a light switch was flicked. And... It, it, I did really pull a 180, I will be honest, and it hit at this point in the storyline where, not when he discovered that orc tunnel, but when he was pursuing it and going down it, and there right. was this rekindled interest, and mm-hmm. suddenly instead of just going, okay, how many minutes is left in this show, or where are we going to go with this plot-wise, what's going on, I actually chew, I, like I felt a cinematic anxiety and suspense when Erendor was underground, and I'm like... Oh, dude, you crazy, but also you're brave and doing your job, so keep going. Like, I, I, so far in this series, midway through episode two, have now become captivated. And that kind of plot point at that intersection where things are happening, that's where it happened. Well, and I think so much, you know, it just kind of lends itself to like a man likely would not have done that. Mm. Right. But an elf will. Like, an elf has duty and purpose yes and i was just gonna say that's how i that's so the a great elf is to going to push it. on and pursue yes. the evil whereas man who's a little more self-serving yeah. is gonna be like screw that noise uh <laughs> i'm not going in this tunnel right um, it, I, and it makes sense too because like you've got this like mortal kind of fe- self-preservation fear that i think in humans that you don't have with else and you've got this like longer sense of belonging as in like a more eternal presence and altruistic. So yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. it's a duty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we're back with the other elves and Lindon um, mm. and Calabrimbor is mm. chatting with Elrond, Lord Elrond. Well, he's not Lord Elrond at this point, but Harold Elrond. Um, and Calabrimbor is talking about wanting to, you know, he's got this longing inside of him, not just to, like he's, he doesn't just want to make crowns and make swords and make whatever. Right. He, he has a longing to build, um, he want, he has a longing to do something magnificent and, mm-hmm. and build something that will help endure the the race and the legacy of elves right hmm. like he's he's got this longing to do something big um right. and for him in the moment right now it's this great forge that he wants to build um and he needs elrond's help to do it and this kind of got me thinking so for those who don't know celebrimbor will go on to forge the great rings he doesn't forge the one ring itself that's sauron who who mm. forges that um but he does forge the like you know the elven rings and and stuff like that sure and if you are this this great elven smith who is longing to do something that is great and and create something powerful and all this stuff and then 
you're approached by someone who is disguising themselves as the Lord of Gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Not not in his evil, nasty Sauron form, but no. in in a much more presentable, appealing, welcoming form, um, and talks about creating these wonderful rings of power for the elves. That's bait that's not going to be turned down. He's going to take that bait so quickly. Um, For sure. So we see that we see that sort of being set up here already. That yeah, he's he is longing to do this, um, and that's certainly going to be the downfall of of Middle Earth, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, we get to see Casa Doom, and we get to see yes. it flourishing. In its heyday, in its in prime. its heyday, not being yeah. overrun by orcs and a Balrog and cobwebs. and all of this stuff like cobwebs yeah. and whatever, we see we mm. see we see the bridge of Kazadum, which will be Gandalf the Grey's undoing. Um, Did I miss that? Did I miss the bridge of Kazadum? It's, it's in the background, right? So there's like, uh, yeah, go back and look, go back and look. Oh, it's totally there. Now it's shoot. again the design is a little bit different. It's not the exact, uh, you know. Um, okay. But it's this big bridge spanning this epic chasm. So I mean, see, I think I have a what pro- it's if it's be. not the exactly same. I've got a more problem of that than not using the same theme songs. Right. Well, so so, but then in the, again, this sort of solidifies to me that this yeah. is it's their That's own fair. thing. They've created yep. their own flavor. Um, Durin the Fourth, Prince Durin, um, is a little butt hurt. Um, <laughs> With yeah. Elrond, he, they sort of give, you know, Elrond shows up and he's like, oh, we're going to be, you know, my friend Doran will give us a royal welcome and, you know, mm. all of this stuff. Uh, and instead they sort of get the Jabba the Hutt palace treatment <laughs> um, and and are not permitted entrance until Elrond's like, well, uh, you know, I'll do this ancient thing and break all these rocks and blah, blah, blah. Um and so that scene sort of unfolds, and it's a fun, interesting scene to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the strangers, the, we we touch base with the stranger. He's seeming more and more and more and more and more like Gandalf. Um, right. The stuff that he does with the fireflies and the, you know, like all of that is very reminiscent. He's definitely, he's got to be a wizard. Like there's definitely some magic going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't know. It, it it just seems like it seems like it it's it, making him Gandalf as opposed to like a blue wizard or something like that is such low hanging fruit. I can't see them <laughs> passing that up. You gotta think. You gotta. You gotta. And and my opinion on it has changed a little bit. I think I'm ready for it to be Gandalf. Oh, I'm I'm I think I've always been okay with it. Yeah. And this um, circumstance. Gladriel runs into some people out in the water, um, as, yes. as fate would have it, as luck would have it. Um, mm. And I found it so interesting that she, like, the rift and the animosity between elves and man is so <sighs> strong that she, yeah, immediately covers her ears to hide the fact yeah. that she is an elf. And when they yep. find out that she's an elf, it's, just, it's not just like, oh, treat her not as well. It's yeah. throw her ass back in the sea. <laughs> Jonah her ass. Let her die. Yeah. We don't want anything to do with her. Um, the big creepy worm thing, that was exciting and mysterious, and I don't know what that was. And again, 
just again another feather in the cap of this show going wow this is cinematic cinematic rather level effects and production value like it's not yeah. you know it's at nighttime i believe and raining and you know like it's mostly underwater so like there's some things that it's you know it's not flexing its full muscle but it's still very well done you go that is beyond what an average tv show can pull off mm-hmm. um we meet halbrand um mm. who's the the guy who's sort of accompanying gladriel i have a mystery Mm-hmm. Something something that is so exciting for me that I, I I doubt I'll be surprised if this is like an interesting mystery and and question that needs to be answered for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know who he is, and I have two theories. I've been reading up on the, the Twitterverse of dif- different varying. Theories. Oh, I haven't. Is there stuff out there? Is this well, are people I mean, talking about it? Well, okay, so I'm reading threads, and some things are like. I don't know how much is like really out to lunch or how much is fathomable or semi-realistic. So the things I've read, it's mainly one, but it's uh, go with your theories and then I'll see if it was one of them that you said. Uh, so my first theory is so this me thinking that he is someone mm-hmm. is based off of a line that he says while they're on the raft. He says, yep. "Looks can be deceiving." Right. Right when they're talking about Galadriel. Sure. And that leads me to the theory that this is Sauron. Bold. Yeah. My other cool. theory, and there's nothing really backing it up, this is less of a theory and more of just like a a um, sort of a longing. I think it's what I would rather have happen. Um, but the potential that he will go on to become the Witch King. Oh, juicy. Yeah. Juicy. That he will sort of... You know, much like Aragorn does, he will um, he will band together and sort of attempt to take down Sauron. Um, but unlike Aragorn, who is Oof. successful, mm. um, I think Halbrand will fail and will ultimately, I hope, will fail and become our Witch King. Uh, but I do think the Sauron thing is is still possible. Sauron one is new to me, but I like it. I'm there for it. The Nazgul one is one of them that I was looking at, but the one that really I came across that, again, I don't know if it's realistic or not, is that there's some connection that he is the king of the dead. Oh, okay. Eventually, is the, and that, again, you know, we're oh, so early at this point. from the point, dead so. marshes. Uh, no, from, like, the that Aragorn eventually summons. Oh, that, that, ooh. Yeah. okay 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 that could be cool i'm on board for that too and so here's where we're at like again it came at a specific plot point for me but now we're at this point in the show where we're starting to have some fan theories and both avid token fan and just mid more movie fan like me alike are both make those connections are making some connections going this is tasty this is juicy i'm here for it yeah um, we touch back in at Kazadum and we've met Doran's wife and his two children. Um, and there's this really funny thing that his wife says. Um, she's, she's telling this really like beautiful, um, account of s- some of the rituals of mining and that, you know, we sing to the mountain, um, we sing to the stone and it, it kind of tells us where to dig and where not to dig and, and, all this stuff. Um, 
And I thought this was really beautiful, but it was also really funny to me because we are in the exact location where you are going to dig too far and unleash a Balrog. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, which was just sort of some foresight because part of, like right now, mm. the dwarves are miners and they do love jewels, but something like but but they don't quite have that level of greed yet and that greed is going to come out of the rings that are given to the dwarves and Mm. so i think that that's just fascinating that now we have Hmm. okay like maybe the ring like in a lot of ways the rings were part of their undoing um Mm. it's definitely what led to the dragon like smaug showing up and and taking erebor um and coveting the the arkenstone the way that that they do and all of this stuff so to me that was just i don't know it was really fascinating oh yeah 100 uh, um we're told that the tree in Kazadum is um that the one in linden is it represents the his people's strength and their vitality which just shows us so much more that it, at the end of the first episode where a leaf from that tree is like black and rotting. Yes. That's a, uh-oh. Like that's, mm. a, you know, that's a powerful thing. Right. Um, Halbrand has a a mysterious pouch around his neck with sort of a, a insignia on it that we don't, I don't know what it means. Um, yeah. But I'm, I certainly think we are going to we're oh, going to yeah. touch base with that again. <laughs> um, Theo. Theo, the boy, who apparently hates mice so damn much. This was the one moment where I'm like, he's like, oh, mice. And he's like, starts smashing a hole through the floor of his house. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, no. I don't to know me, that, that was just too, that was a, that was a, a, a development that was that was a plot point it was a a piece that was there simply to progress the narrative Mm. um and it was like eh, okay right um but we do get our depiction of orcs um this was another thing that sort of i I loved it i was super on board with this orc um but it was something else that sort of nailed down for me okay this is cool it's a practical orc thank god god that this is a practical orc because it looks and feels so good um but it does feel Feel. it's just a slightly different flavor than peter jackson's orcs um and so that you know um what else do i have real quick uh which i will which i'm not even convinced like that could mean it's a separate timeline but also being so far in the future like maybe they've just changed yeah, they've over evolved time. yeah and like maybe they've become more inbred like the ones we saw in uh, <laughs> urukai Ur- aside <laughs> no i'm being serious like urukai aside who look very different these orcs that we see in uh, g or um peter jackson's trilogy you know like they look like they've got crooked teeth and like they're missing they're an much eye. more in so what you're saying is peter jackson's orcs like by the time the the third age comes <laughs> yeah it's like orcs are much more into their cousins than they are than they were yeah. yeah like maybe on the spectrum this is closer to being fallen elves than where they are in the third age than a bunch of hick orcs that are just <laughs> Exactly. Bringing lube to family reunions. Okay. <laughs> yuck, oh, yuck, oh. Uh, um, we get Theo's like his Mordor sword 
thing that happens where the blood kind of flows up his arm mm. into the sword. Yeah. Um, that's creepy. And sure. I don't know what it means, but he, I assume he brings the sword with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah, we'll defi- so. definitely see that unfold. One yeah. last thing I wanted to say, and this is one of those like deviations from Tolkien lore that has me a little shook right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we see Prince Doran, Doran the Fourth, go and talk to Doran the Third, his father, King Doran. <sighs> there shouldn't be two Dorans existing at the same time. So mm. the dwarves believe in reincarnation and that Doran is a name that is given to someone with the same likeness and mannerisms and and like it's sort of Durin is a name that's sort of awarded to you and you are believed to be the reincarnation of the original Durin. And so having two of them at the same time doesn't really make uh, sense. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, they're coveting something. They're, they're, mm-hmm. Their most recent discovery that they don't want the elves to find out about. Mm-hmm. And I think I know think what it is. it's a coincidence they've come? Right. And I think I know what's in that box. Yeah. I hmm. think they've I think they've just discovered Mithril. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. That'd be That's cool. literally all I have. I just want to ask you, because I yeah. don't think we touched on this in the first episode. And I think this is mm. the like I don't think we need to rate the episodes like a scale of no. one to ten. Um yeah. but win or fail. Was was this episode of Rings or pa- Rings of Power? Uh, a win for you, or did it not really like where on that graph that you're going to create so gloriously for us? Mm-hmm. Is this a high point, or was this did this not work? Oh, quite clearly, clearly a high point. Like I said, I uh, episode one left me very neutral and like a wet sock, and I wasn't eager to jump in. And even for the first part of episode two, wasn't that keen about it, but then it really turned. And not only did I enjoy it, but now I was thirsty for episode three. And so uh, I would say it's, uh, of the two, probably my favorite. Probably has sucked me in more. So I would say... uh, uh, I concur. This is a better episode than episode one. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. It was a win for me too. Thank you. Wrap this up, sir. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, We both found it a win, and we find it a win whenever you join us. Uh, Like, follow, subscribe. Check out all the socials below. Check out our Patreon page, merchandise page. Help us to help you, or uh, just do whatever you feel like doing. And uh, until we chat about episode three... Well, and and more importantly, join the conversation. Let us know in comments or messages or emails or what have you. I did. Um, let, let me what you're thinking of this show. Let's let's streamline it. Either comment on the episode post or Facebook message us. Those are the two easiest ways to message. So yeah, yeah. if or candy, if, what, if you want to have someone show up at our door with candy yeah. singing, we won't turn them away. Yeah, yeah. Let us know if you thought it was a win or not. What do you think? Yeah, we'd All love right. to hear. We we yeah, but I would still like candy. <laughs>